Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day two of our Walking Through Spiritual Valleys devotional. In the Bible app, there's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then towards the end, we go with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, and they say this. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The devotional is titled, We'll Never Be Alone, and it says this. It's hard to imagine that Jesus, the Son of God, went through spiritual difficulties, but he did. There were two specific times in his life where he was pushed beyond anything that our human minds can fathom. The first was the temptation of Jesus. Jesus spent the first 30 years of his life as a normal guy before he began his three-and-a-half-year public ministry. Before he healed anyone or brought someone back to life, he was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. Luke 4.1 tells us that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit when he left the Jordan River. And then the next sentence says, the Spirit led him into the desert. Mm. What an astounding thought. Knowing what we know about Satan tempting Jesus, it's hard for our humanity to grasp that God's Holy Spirit led Jesus there. Jesus spent 40 days in the desert and didn't consume food or drink during that time. The devil was with Jesus, pummeling him with doubts, attacks, and questions. He offered the Savior of the world opportunities to forego any future hardship. But Jesus didn't bite. While his physical frame was weak, his spirit was tenacious. The truth from the scriptures is what he used as a weapon to counterattack his spiritual enemy. The next was the crucifixion of Jesus. Shortly before Jesus took his last breath on the cross, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God separated himself from his perfect son because the past, present, and future sins of the world were heaped upon Jesus on the cross. Because God cannot look upon sin, his intense wrath had to tackle the magnitude of the sin of the world. And he did it once and for all by forsaking his only son. This would be the only time in all of eternity that God would turn his back on anyone. Because of such an extreme action that left our Savior begging for God's presence, we'll never experience loneliness. Doesn't that bring you a sense of relief? Even though you may feel far from God and feel like he's left you alone, you're not alone and never will be. When the difficult moments smother us and the hard days ambush us, we stand on this truth. God has never left you. God will never leave you and is indeed closer than your breath. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea why I've overlooked that scripture before. When it says, and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. I'm yeah. like, why, why have I just breezed over that so easily? Yeah. Because like, 
a lot of us tend to just operate. It's like, oh, I'm just being attacked right now or, oh, my sinful nature is doing this. But like, what if God is doing something bigger? Right. What if there's something bigger at play here? And then as I was following that kind of thought track, I landed on this place of what if there's something more? Mm-hmm. What if there's something more than getting an A in that class? What if there's something more than celebrating a five-year anniversary? Shout out, we're coming up on five <laughs> years. Um, what, what if there's something more than getting the nice house? What if there's something more than starting that small business? Not to make those things small, but what if there's something bigger, bigger happening even inside of suffering or inside of temptation that the Lord is doing because mm-hmm. that the spirit can or will lead into moments like that. Right. Then, then what if God is doing something bigger? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm kind of wrestling with right now. And it really does kind of um, open my eyes to try to grasp on to that picture that he is the author. Yeah. This is not my book. I'm finishing where I know how much money I'm going to make at the end. I know how many children I'm going to have at the end. I know what type of cars, what type of vacations. I know what we're going to eat. I love public subs, by the way. Like, I, I'm i not writing this story. He is. Mm-hmm. And it makes me want to check in with him and say, God, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Yeah. This is hard in this moment. But are you doing something in and for me and through me in this hard moment? Mm-hmm. And it made me a lot more inquisitive of what he's doing versus just being annoyed that life can get hard at certain circumstances and I can't wait to get through them. I just, I just want it to end. Right. Yeah. And I'm that guy. Whenever something's hard, Tori, <laughs> don't make fun of me, babe. Okay. We, we had a harder moment in the car yesterday when Michael was losing his mind and I just <laughs> wanted to get home. He was hungry and he was tired. And if you've ever been around a hungry, tired baby, yeah. it's not the mood. But like, I'm not saying that God is doing something more in that moment. What I'm saying is, is I'm someone who really does worship comfort or peace in moments like that. And so I really do want to not, I don't want my muscle memory to be to lash out in anger and to wish myself out of a situation. I want my muscle memory to say, God, first you tell me what you're doing here. You, you talk to me here and then I'll act, not act first. Yeah, that's so good. It really reminds me. And I'm not sure if y'all ever saw this YouTube video. This one I actually posted kind of on my own, but I was going through, um, really a season of temptation when I wrote this note to God, um, just moved out to California. Chad and I never lived in the same city. There was just some, I was wrestling with the temptation of sin and my calling and what was I doing? I was having this like identity crisis of sorts and we'll link the video below. Yeah. Um, cause it's way too long to read on this devotional, but towards the end, as I was kind of talking with God. And I think that's why it's so important sometimes to just write things down because a lot of the times as I'm writing down all the things I'm struggling with, God pulls me back in. And I was reminded that God is always doing something behind the scenes. And I remember writing, God, I know that you're the God of my bloopers just as much as you are the God of my like achievements, right? And I asked, I'm like, Lord, will you give me access to behind the scenes, right? Like, I want to know what you're doing behind the scenes in my life. And in these moments, just like Chad was talking about in the car, it's like, well, that's an opportunity for us to practice peace in a storm. That's an opportunity for God to develop more patience within us. It's an opportunity for us to steward parentship in a new way, to not 
allow the circumstance to dictate our joy and our peace. And it's not to say that it's easy because it's not. But God is always doing something. He's Mm. always way more concerned with what's going on internally than what's going on externally. And so sometimes he will lead us into external circumstances to get to the internal thing we're actually struggling with. I know for me, when we were in Colorado, Micah wasn't sleeping very well at all in the hotel room. And I noticed myself getting more, like struggling with anger more than I ever had because like anger is not, my go-to struggle. I normally mm-hmm. just cry. Um, it's like I just skip anger and I just go straight to tears. Um, but I could tell I was like wrestling with like, whoa, why am I getting like angry? Like I'm actually like kind of mad. He's not sleeping. This is not something I struggle with. I wasn't like necessarily sinning in that anger. I just wasn't used to that emotion kind of rising up in me. And it's so God. Cause it's like, for me, I'm like, that's not in me. Like, that's not my struggle. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, apparently it is. So maybe we should work on it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, sometimes <clears throat> those things have to come up so we can recognize it. And it's like, that should always be our prayer, right? Like, Lord, prune me, weed out the things in me that don't <clears throat> glorify you. Mm-hmm. And, and sin itself is not, or anger itself is not the sin but I just like felt myself wrestling, didn't feel good. And I'm like, okay, God, like, will you teach me in these moments to rely on your strength, to rely on your peace? Like, and so whatever storm you may be going through, even if it's just small moments throughout the day and not this like huge storm in your life, instead of going straight to, I feel this, and this is why I'm acting this way because of this circumstance, it's okay. I recognize I'm feeling this way, but God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to teach me here? And going straight to him when you notice those feelings versus just reacting. Yeah. And and I think that's like the big takeaway from this entire devotional is that we do run to him first, Mm -hmm. that we not only see him as perfectly righteous, but we see him as perfectly loving. Yeah. I think that's a big key here because I know like I'll speak for myself whenever I have sinned or I'm stumbling or whatever that may be, I feel this temptation to clean myself up and try to present myself as acceptable to him. But he made me acceptable, not my own cleanliness or whatever, you know? And so it kind of just points back to that question of like, are we seeing God for all of who he is? And are we asking him first, God, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Is this something I need to sprint away from or are you doing something bigger here? Right. And so I think those are good questions to ask. Yeah. Want to pray something out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this devotional. We thank you for the reminder that you never leave us and you never forsake us. Father, we thank you for the example in Jesus where your spirit was who led him into the desert, Father, so that now we understand how we can go about facing temptation, Father, standing on the truth of your word just like Jesus did so that we're aware when we are weak, Father, that that is when the enemy will come in with little lies, Father, and temptations that seem good, but they are not of you. 
So Father, would you help us as we put on the armor of you every single day? Would you equip us in these hard times, in these storms, in these temptations, in these small moments of frustration or anger or worry or whatever it might be, Father, that we run to you first, that we're reminded that you are perfectly just, but you are also perfectly loving. And as we come to you, you help us, Father. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And what a blessing that is. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Now it's that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. Auf Wiedersehen.